This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. These poor people are at the beginning of the show right now, and they're like, what could happen today? What's going to be discussed? They have no idea where this is going to go. They have no idea what kind of ride they're... I mean, this is, uh, you know, this is like... Take your hands uh, and place them on the steering wheel mm-hmm. uh, and bear down a bit yeah. because we're about to hit launch. Right. And uh, all your organs are going to just like hit the back of the seat mm-hmm. after about one and yes. a half seconds. <laughs> to, give, to give you just some idea, I ended the show pleading for it to actually stop early so we could yeah, end he, the madness. And that was, I think that was a real true pledge. Oh, I yeah. I was like I, a plea. He was like, please, how do we make this show just stop. over? Because we... Every minute we got closer and closer to being taken off the air forever. Well, so. it was a good show. Yeah, no, yeah they often show. are. You like truth? Until there's no like more shows after. This is the show for you. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Brought to you by uh, Relief Factor. Oh, I had some things to say about Relief Factor today, too, didn't I? Yeah, I did. That one I probably should probably take back, you know. Not that it was a lie, just... Uh, It'll cost me money, and that is much more important than the truth, don't you think, Stu? Mm-hmm. Anyway, mm-hmm. relief factor, he's dead inside mm-hmm. after today's show. I, I This is the first time I've worn him out. <laughs> um, I've dealt with severe pain for years. Relief factor was the thing that really helped me. I didn't believe it would work because it was some boob like me on the radio saying that it would work, and my wife heard it. And, uh, and she's like, have you tried relief factor? And I'm like, no, it's some boob on the radio. What is it? I don't know why I dismissed it, but she didn't. And uh, and so I started taking it, and it worked for me. In three weeks, I saw a difference, and I've been taking it ever since. Try the three-week quick start. 1995 trial pack. Hundreds of thousands of people have ordered Relief Factor. 70% of them go on to order more. ReliefFactor.com or call 800-4-RELIEF. 800, the number four, relief. ReliefFactor.com. Feel the difference. Here's the podcast. Good luck. You're listening to the best of the Glenn Beck program. Oh my gosh. Have you seen the border is great. Going well is great. Never been better. Well, well, maybe, but it's, it's fixed now. Uh, at least that's what you hear from, uh, the, uh, wonderful and, uh, and just uh, lovely, talented dancers at the White House this weekend. And fortunately for them, all of the people in the media. You know, I've been thinking about, oh, the future. And my first thought is, ah, don't make any plans. Um, my second thought, my second thought is, you know, we're waking up. America really is waking up. I have some stuff that came out a few years ago from Klaus Schwab that nobody would have believed, you know, when it came out originally seven years ago. And now it's starting to make the rounds again. And people are like, did you know about this Klaus Schwab guy? (laughs) And now the good news is he can't say that stuff anymore. I mean, that may be bad news because now they just keep it in secret. But we know now that they're keeping stuff in secret. So. 
we're past their voodoo magic. You yeah. know what I mean? Part of the problems with their strategy, which is always first deny, yeah, is that they usually go on record on this stuff before yeah, people they know what it is. They, they, can't, they, they will yeah. openly discuss it. They can't wait. They think that they're in the majority. Or I think a better uh, understanding of this is that they really... Um, they really don't care about the average person. Uh, I've got some stuff. In fact, would you call Ricky and uh, ask her to get hold of uh, Tristan and see if I can get that that quote he gave me last week? There's unbelievable stuff going on with these these people who just think they're better than everybody else. And uh, I just want to ask you where we are on this. When I first read this from Rudyard Kipling. Gods of the Copybook Headings. I thought, wow, that's pretty good. What the hell does that mean? And then I did my research on it and found out that Rudyard Kipling was a guy who was standing against all of these experts right before World War I who were like, you know what? It's going to be great. Ah, yeah, a few people will die, but we're going to be able to restructure all of Europe and it'll be a utopia. And he's like, yeah, but people are going to die a lot of them i don't think so i don't think so i do and the people aren't for the dying part of your plan yeah they don't know so after world war one he decided to write a warning for anybody who cared to listen he said because it would happen again these same experts would come up now, this is something that I really want to make clear. Don't listen to the experts. Okay. Tell me what one of these experts has gotten right. Tell me what the Treasury or the Fed has gotten right. Tell me what the experts at the Pentagon have gotten right. Tell me what the banking community has done right. I mean, the big banks, the experts in the big banks. What have they gotten right? Stop listening to them. Listen to yourself. This is the biggest difference between the progressive era and America. America used to say, you know, I know this is a hundred and some years ago, but we used to say, believe in the people, believe in the people. They're going to get it wrong from time to time, but they'll eventually figure it out and get it right. Believe in the people for inventions, believe in the people for advancement. Now, our entire society is geared to the people are ridiculously stupid and don't even talk to them. Don't even tell them the truth. They don't need to know the truth. Okay? That's a lie. And we are stupid and uninformed because we've been treated this way for about a hundred and some years. And so everybody's like, I don't know. I don't, I don't have a degree in Flamobolowicz. A university, so why should I have opinions? Oh, if you're not a biologist, surely you can't know what a woman is. Exactly right. Exactly right. I go to a nightclub or something, and I'm like, I don't know. Are you a dude? Are you a woman? I don't think there there should be a problem of me finding out when we finally, you know, hitch up. Whether a man or a woman, and it makes no difference to me because I didn't go to some fancy university. Okay, so let me just take you through this and tell me where we are, Stu. I think we're on the right side of this now 
I think all the bad stuff is really starting to has already started to happen. And so we're like, oh, wait a minute. That poem that that Rudyard guy wrote might have been right. So listen to this. As I pass through my incarnations, uh, uh, incarnations of every age and race, I make the proper prestations to the gods of the marketplace. Peering through reverent fingers, I watch them flourish and fall. And the gods of the copybook headings, I noticed, outlast them all. So, gods of the copybook headings, just a quick reminder, those are the things that you used to have to write at the top of the page when you were in school. You'd practice your cursive or your letters, and you would, you know, water will wet, fire will burn, all the things that everybody agreed on. In the old days, God is good. And you would trace those, and those were all things that everybody knew was true. And so he's saying here, you know, I, I've, I've already genuflected to all of the modern gods, and I watch them through my, my folded hands as I'm praying to them. And I notice that uh, the things that we always said were true outlast that every time over and over and over again. We were living in the trees when they met us, the things that are true. They showed us each in turn that water would certainly wet us and fire would certainly burn. Now, here's the new part that we were entering into just a couple decades ago. But we found them lacking in uplift, vision, breadth of mind. So we left them to teach the gorillas while we followed the march of mankind. Happen? We're the gorillas, by the way, the non-experts, the one that didn't go to Flubwamit Witch University. I got a decree and, uh, you know, things that chicks do that they don't like. Well, we don't call them chicks because I have a university document. Okay. We're the gorillas left behind. We moved as the spirit listed, but they never altered their pace. Being neither cloud nor wind-borne like the gods of the marketplace. But they always caught up with our progress, and presently word would come that a tribe had been wiped off its ice field and the lights had gone out in Rome. Let me ask you, does that sound a little like, oh, I don't know, California? We're going into this great utopia where everything's going to be marvelous and energy is going to be flowing like rivers, which we shall never dam. But it's going to be flowing like crazy with this new kind of energy that we don't really have. And even though our weather is perfect year-round, we don't really have really cold temperatures or really hot temperatures, but we're constantly experiencing our power going out. Yeah, you guys just do what we're doing. You'll love it in Buffalo. Okay, that's what he's saying here. Yeah, we noticed uh, maybe that like the lights have gone out. With the hopes that our world is built on that they were utterly out of touch, isn't that where we are? We're just hoping. Yeah, maybe they, maybe those windmill things will work, <laughs> right? Because, because people who like natural gas stoves, well, they're out of touch and they don't want to save 
babies and children and air and stuff. Mm-hmm. Let's see how that's going to work out for you. With the hopes that our world is built on that they were utterly out of touch. I mean, they denied the moon was Stilton. They denied she was even Dutch. Now, doesn't that sound like a conversation we would have at some point? You know, the moon is actually Dutch. What? <laughs> what do you mean, what? Everyone knows the moon is Dutch from Holland. Are you out of your mind? You are a dangerous ex- ex- extremist for not admitting that the moon comes from Holland. That's where we are. Yes. But they also denied that wishes were horses. And we all know that horses are wishes. And wishes are horses. And they denied that pigs had wings. So we worship the gods of the market who promised us all of these things. Oh, yeah. Don't worry, guys. No, no, no. We know. We understand the market. Yeah, we can print as much money and spend as much money as we want. And inflation won't be a problem. It'll be transitory. Yeah. Yeah, it generally is transitory. It gets really, really bad, and then everybody is wiped out, and money has no value. So I guess, I guess that's transitory, because there's nobody left to buy any food or eat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we're going to promise you these wonderful things. Now, what have they been promising us? Money. You can have it all. Uh, The market really over you. Don't worry about the little people. Just look at the stock market. How's it doing? Equity. We're going to end all hatred. (sighs) Yeah. People won't hate anybody anymore if you just listen to what we say. But we have to do a few things first. And what are the few things? I can't believe that this country (sighs) hasn't banned the gun yet. We have a problem with guns. Now, No, we really don't. We have a problem with the wrong people having guns. And when I say the wrong people, I mean the crazy people. The people that want to do these things. So why is there an increase in that? Oh, I don't know. I mean, they're all the people that know that the moon is Dutch, right? Oh, yes. Yes, they are. Lately. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, so I don't know. It must be the gun. More in just a second. First, let me tell you about Relief Factor. Sometimes sleep is hard. You wouldn't think it would be uh, something that was difficult to accomplish. Uh, I never did when I was a teenager. Can I tell you something? Sleep is wasted on the young. Okay, when you're young, all you want to do is just sleep all day and then go screw off. Uh, When you need it, you're working and you've been working long, long, long hours that turn into decades and then you get a little bitter and uh, you can't sleep at night and you get a little more bitter. And then pretty soon you're like, I don't know if the moon is from Holland. And you could use a little sleep. I say try relief factor sleep. Relief Factor Sleep is 100% drug-free with its blend of natural ingredients and is designed to promote healthy sleep. 
I wouldn't mind a few nights of unhealthy sleep myself, if that's what it takes. But healthy sleep is better, they say. And I know that it works. It's Relief Factor Sleep. 20 bucks to get the feeling of complete relaxation and contentment. You're not going to get that deal on the street from, you know, some drug dealer coming out of Mexico. I didn't, Rivers, I didn't say that. Unleash the power of great sleep by calling 800, the number four relief, 800, the number four relief, or go to relieffactor.com. Relief sleep from relieffactor.com. Dream big and sleep tight. 10 seconds, station ID. All right. Okay. So, Stu, what have you learned so far? That is fabulous, and thank you for sharing. I think you're right no, up to I, speed. I have, I have an answer. No, to that. that's great. No, how? What have we learned so far? The mm-hmm. guy who's going to mock the Wubba Schnutz University for being elitist is the yeah. same guy who not only went to Yale but is currently wearing a Yale T-shirt. This is Radio Man. Nobody knows it. Don't mention the Blaze TV or. Pluto TV or anything okay. like that. Okay. Got it. They don't know. No, They're they stupid. Oh, okay, they good, good, good. They good. didn't go to the university mm-hmm. like I did. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> what we learned is they got to take care of a few things. And Rudyard Kipling said they will come up with a few things that you have to do first. And he wrote, when the Cabrian measures were forming, they promised us perpetual peace. They swore if we gave them our weapons, the wars of the tribes would cease. Do we have tribes now here in America? Oh, no. Yeah. yeah. No. No. Okay. Well. Uh, but then they disarmed us, and they sold us and delivered us bound to our foe. And the gods of the copybook heading said, "Stick to the devil, you know." Okay. What else are they taking care of? Well, we've got to make sure that you can't define a woman. All right. Because we're destroying the family. I mean, we're helping people be more enlightened. Rudyard Kipling said, On the first feminine sandstones, we were promised the fuller life, which started by loving our neighbor and ended by loving his wife. See, it all starts with, this is good. This is is what Jesus would do. This is what he wants you to love your neighbor. Wow. And your neighbor's wife is kind of hot. You know what I'm saying? Forget that family stuff. And all of a sudden you're like, where's Jesus? I don't know. Maybe he's arguing about Holland. Anyway, though we had plenty of, oh, I'm sorry. Uh, till our women and uh, till our women had no more children. How many people are you hearing today going, I'm excited to have kids. This is an exciting place for kids to be. I can't wait to have a bunch of kids. Okay. Till our women had no more children and men had lost reason and faith. I don't Sounds kind of, huh. And the gods of the copybook heading said, the wages of sin is death. See, that's kind of an important thing. That's kind of like, you know, you do things that are bad. Oh, uh, there might be a Soros DA here that will get you off. But Soros doesn't represent anyone at the bar of judgment. And by the way, the judgment bar, there's no liquor served. In the Carboniferous epic, we were promised abundance for all by robbing selected Peter to pay for collective Paul. 
I don't think I even need to explain that, do I? Though we had plenty of money. Oh, we're going to have plenty of money soon. There was nothing our money could buy. And the gods of the copybook heading said, if you do not work, you shall die. Who has plenty of money right now? Oh, the people that were getting all of the doles. They're getting everything, you know, uh, don't worry. No, 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 don't worry. You can't afford that house. I tell you what, those guys, see Peter over there? He's got that nice house. He doesn't even know how nice he's got it. He's going to pay extra for his house uh, so you can have your house. Wait a minute. What? Yeah, and Paul loves the idea. Peter, not so happy about it. What's the lesson? Hmm. Maybe you shouldn't take the dole. Maybe you should work. Or you shall die. <laughs> That's a copybook heading. They, they, <laughs> they deny that pigs have wings. So, okay, I'm going to wrap this all up. Where are we on this uh, cycle? Where are we? This is the best of the Glenn Beck program. And don't forget, rate us on iTunes. Todd Bensman joins us now. He's the author of Overrun and also the uh, a fellow, a senior fellow at the Center for Immigration Studies. He has been down on the border. He is not in Mexico uh, anymore. Uh, thank goodness. Welcome back. How are you, Todd? Thanks. For, great. Thanks for having me. Just got back last night, back to Austin. So tell me what, uh, woo, so you're not really in America even. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, um, yeah. So uh, uh, tell me what uh, what you saw over the um, over the weekend at the border. Sure. Well, um, throughout the week, of course, it was it was just a uh, uh, storming of the border. Thousands and thousands uh, crossing through Matamoros to Brownsville. And uh, I was there on the Mexican side watching them go. Uh, eventually, the uh, Texas uh, governor was able to shut that down by, uh, for the first time ever, deploying tactical units of the National Guard and DPS, Texas Department of Public Safety, right down on the riverbank behind a razor wire and would not let the immigrants pass no matter what they did. They just would not. And they, they had uh, pepper pepper balls, uh, you know, to fire at them if it got out of hand, but they shut down that hole. And that was the, the biggest hole in the border. Then title 42 ended and we ha are seeing kind of a pause, not just because of uh, what Texas did, but there's general sort of nervousness about the new strategy, the new Biden strategy about, you know, how they can exploit it. They have not figured out quite yet how to exploit it. But what I would tell you is that there are huge loopholes in this thing that are sitting there ready to be discovered. And when I was in uh, Reynosa a few days ago, which is uh, 40, 50 miles up river from Matamoros, uh, at least 15,000 Haitians uh, pooled up there all just in, a, in a, a tizzy and swirling around about, you know, what is the new the new strategy, Biden's strategy. And there were NGOs throughout that camp who were explaining to them, uh, you know, what the new uh, strategy is and undoubtedly what the loopholes are. So my anticipation is that uh, before too long, they will figure it out. Immigrants are smart people. 
They pay very close attention to any, uh, you know, any crevice, any way they can kind of get around uh, the new regime. And I do anticipate that there will be uh, a, a gradual increase over time then, and, then, and then back to normal again. Every time there's a major policy change, there's a kind of a pause down there on the border while people figure it out. So I think that's where we are right now. The, the administration is taking victory laps over this, mm-hmm. but it's a little bit early for any kind of a victory lap uh, because uh, that underestimates the cunning uh, caginess of the huge population down there and the NGOs and the lawyers that are all down there championing for them uh, about what's what's happening. And I'll, I can pause there. There's one more thing I'd like to say. Uh, the, about something a little bit different, but I could pause it if you want to have it. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay, so uh, the, uh, one of the main cornerstones of the new strategy is this pre-legalization scheme. They're handing out humanitarian permits to thousands and thousands now down there, uh, kind of like a pressure cooker, uh, you know, steam escape, right? Kind of a, a way to, like, there's hope, right? We'll let you in this this legal way. Um, and so they have really opened the aperture on that. Uh, they were letting in, you know, uh, 30,000 a month of uh, four or five different nationalities, and they have widened that o- o- up open to tens of thousands more for every kind of, uh, all nationalities can just get pre-legalized on an app, like a, a restaurant reservation app. And, on your phone. and when you do that, don't you get a court date like at 2035? <laughs> yeah, well, you can. I mean, initially, they just let you in on a humanitarian parole. The mm. humanitarian parole is good for uh, up to two years, and they give you work authorization and, and, and everything. And I'll, I'll point out that they claim that they're vetting everybody. They're not vetting anybody. And they're also giving out uh, 99% to, of all applicants who even apply for it. So they're not even declining anybody. It's, it's just a, an escape, a steam escape hatch uh, kind of a thing. Um, and when I crossed back over yesterday morning from Matamoros through to Brownsville on the bridge, the line of people who had been granted uh, CBP-1 humanitarian parole was 100 yards long, three feet deep, three, four feet deep, a hundred yards long. And it just goes on and on like that. They're just pouring in. They would have come in illegally. Now they can't be counted as illegal, but keep in mind that that is going on all along the border, just thousands and thousands more being just brought in this way. Uh, So when they claim a victory lap, they're not telling you about that operation. And that operation is under court challenge right now. 20 states, including Texas, have uh, challenged the legality of that. I'm not a lawyer, but it's illegal. I'm sorry. It's just completely on its face is illegal. And at any moment, uh, a a federal judge in the Fifth Circuit uh, is going to strike that thing down. And then they won't have that escape that escape hatch anymore, and that is something that needs to be watched as well. I, I, because, uh, yeah. I have to tell you, this this is an invasion, not by a a nation, but it is an invasion into our country. This this will this is when they open the gates at Rome. 
They just let everybody in and there weren't enough Roman citizens to keep it Rome. Uh, and that's not a that's not a race thing. That's that's nothing. All I want is a group of people that understand the uh, Declaration of Independence, our Constitution and our Bill of Rights. If you want to do that, I welcome you here. I welcome you. But they're not coming for any of that. And I don't know why the governor of Texas is acting more like the you know, governor of Massachusetts uh, at, this, at this point. I don't know why we are not calling it an invasion and the government has let the people down. Well, yeah, I mean, so one thing uh, about Greg Abbott and what he did down there is you know, a lot of people are saying it was it was too late. You know, I mean, this thing's been going on for two and a half years. And so he gets criticized for whatever he does. But but I will say that, you know, I was on the ground there and I, I was the first to report it. And in fact, I'm told that that the governor ordered this as a result of my videos showing these people just pouring through unopposed. And he was angry about it and said, get, get our people down there and shut it down. Uh, but um, I, I will. But that, was, but that was one border crossing. One. Yes, it's, it was a big one, but it was one. And he's saying that, they, that from this point forward, and you can look for this, you know, uh, hold them to account, that he's going to have these rapid reaction teams that will run to any place that's, that's being uh, overrun and, and on federal land and do this. Uh, the Biden administration is saying that they think it's illegal and they've got the Department of Justice uh, exploring ways to shut down the governor's operation. So this thing's not over. We're going to probably hear more about this one way or another, what the governor is doing. But I will say that when I talked to all the immigrants for two days after that, that they were saying, we're not crossing now because those troopers over there are, won't let us through, so we're not even going to try. And Mexican immigration officials on the ground, when I asked them how come nobody's crossing, they said it's because of them over there. So I, I believe that, they did, that this shows that they could do something. Of course they can. Of course this, they can. Yeah. So, and he won't be able to not do this again uh, now that he's shown that it works. So anyway, there's that. Maybe it's it's late, but it's it, listen. I've been down there for two and a half years covering this thing, Glenn, and I in the two and a half years, all I have ever seen is just mass storming of the border with a welcome committee over there on our side, a red carpet welcome wagon. Watch your step, move up to the left up the riverbank. There's a processing over there. You'll get your mm. number punched. And that's all it's ever been. And that's, this is the first time I actually saw uh, big brawny guys with guns saying, you will not pass. So, I mean, I well, was glad to see it. That's nice. Now, one of the things that happened, we had somebody cross over that's on a wanted list. Do you know anything about that? And uh, uh, how, how many of these people do you think have come through from our enemies? That's, an, that's a major problem. Uh, that's an Afghan. He's on the FBI watch list. Last year, we had 98 of those that we apprehended. We've had 80 just so far. Actually, I think it's more than 80 just so far in this fiscal year. That is a huge number of people on a terror watch list. Also, there's video fresh out uh, in the Yuma area 
of just hundreds and hundreds of Egyptians and Sudanese crossing in last night. Uh, Sudanese, Egyptian, and Mauritanians, the Islamic Republic of Mauritania, uh, they're tossing their identifications and passports and, and all of that on the Mexican side before they cross. Uh, that, that's the reason they're coming in is because uh, the new strategy, the Biden strategy of expedited removal can't be applied to them as easily right now because, you know, they're, they live in countries that won't accept them or where we don't have agreements to send them yet. And so those are the people that are crossing in right now. Very disturbing. This is a national security crisis as well as a, uh, a mass migration crisis more generally. Todd, I can't I just, you know, we uh, the, for those of us who lived through September 11th, said we'd never forget. Oh, we are, we are worse. We, we would slap ourselves silly if we could meet ourselves of 20 uh, some years ago. Todd, thank That's you so much. Put that. That's God. a great way to put that. I'm going to steal that. <laughs> you steal from me. Okay. You've stolen twice, Todd. Thank you. <laughs> God bless. This is the best of the Glenn Beck program. Man, Stu, it's good to be alive today in America, isn't it? I love it. I love it. Lots of great things happening. There is. Nothing but positives. No. Well, maybe a couple. And we're going to get into the Joe Biden uh, crime family. Look, I'll ask what I'm going to ask you for a favor. Maybe someday, you know, hope that day never comes. But you will do it for me when I if it, uh, give you this little gift here of snuffing out a friend of yours. <laughs> Wait, what? Hmm? What was that last part? Uh, I'm just saying, um, the Biden crime family, we have that update coming up in uh, just a minute. Um, and for anybody who is, I don't know, what would you say? Fed up? Tired of it? Tired of looking at the news and going, this really isn't that hard. These are criminal activities. Uh, what's happening here? Um, I, I suggest you join us this week. We are going to do... Um, First, our special on AI, which I'll get to in a minute. That's on the Wednesday night special. A must see. I feel it's like the basic of the basics. But uh, who was it that was watching it? Somebody that I really respect. No, it couldn't have been Ricky, my executive producer. I think it was Ricky, my executive producer. So I forget the respect thing. Anyway, uh, she was she was watching it, and she said. Uh, I said, you know, I just think this is so basic. And she said, yes. And I understand it really for the first time. So it is really something to get you in and understanding uh, what is what is coming on AI. Very important. That's Wednesday. Then on Thursday night, we're doing a live special uh, network wide. Uh, I think Mark Levin is going to be joining me uh, on this uh, and we're going to be taking questions from the audience after right immediately following the special biggest chalkboard ever on the Biden crime family. Oh, maybe I could dress as a mobster. That'd be fun. <laughs> anyway, uh, so uh, that's happening on Thursday night. You don't want to miss it. If you're a little fed up, uh, I am. I'd like to hear what you're fed up about. All you do is uh, just uh, go on to Twitter and just tweet. Uh, what is it that you're because I'm a little fed up of being looked at as the criminal because I've done legal activities like buy a gun. 
and uh, and then people who are actual criminals, they get away. I'm tired of the uh, uh, of seeing stories like the guy who actually saved people potentially on the train in New York, the subway, and now he's arrested for manslaughter. I I don't know. I'm fed up. I'm fed up. I on Thursday am going to give you the constitutional stick that you can poke in the eyes of justice again to make her blind. It shouldn't matter your skin color or anything else. What matters is justice for all. We'll give that to you on Thursday. Make sure you join us. Uh, use the promo code FEDUP at uh, the checkout at blazetv.com slash Glenn. blazetv.com slash Glenn. Use the promo code FEDUP. And uh, you will save $30 on your first year of Blaze TV. That's 30%. That is the best special we've ever, uh, ever run. Uh, okay, so let's see. Let me talk to you a little bit about AI. And Stu, you know how we always say we should not ask the question that everybody's going to ask. We should ask, does it matter? Mm. Okay, I've got one. I've got one. We've got to get ahead on the AI culture war thing. Okay, because uh, it's going to eat us alive before even the robots have a chance to enslave us. Uh, but the future looks bright. Anyway, uh, when you think of the development of artificial personalities, AI, your best friend or your AI girlfriend, these things are already here. They're right on the horizon of going mass. Snapchat is already doing it for your kids. So when all your friends are asleep, all their friends are asleep. Right up at the top of Snapchat, your best AI friend, and you can talk to your bestie. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And it's AI. I saw something about you. I read a story about an Instagram influencer who is renting out basically an AI for her to be your girlfriend. And like you could apparently for, I don't know, a dollar a minute, like it's like the old pay-per-view one nine hundred lines. You you like for a dollar a minute, she will be your girlfriend. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it, of course, just an AI responding like what freaking psychopath would sign up for this service? Well, but, lots, lots. Yeah, apparently and the lot. people developing, what does that person, what what do you think the person developing that, what do you think of them? What's their general political makeup? Oh, yeah. hardcore conservative, I'm sure. Absolutely. <laughs> Big social conservative. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Conservatives are, this is what a conservative is. I don't know how people define it now, but this is what it is. Hey, um... That looks exciting and everything. Maybe we should hold back here just a little bit and not flush everything down the toilet. Let's see how that works out. That's a conservative. And it's very important that you have somebody going, hey, hey, maybe we should slow down just a bit. Okay? Especially if you're in a movie. You, that, that's the character you want to play. Well, maybe not because they're never listened to and they're usually the ones that are eaten by whatever it is. And then they're as they're being dragged into the mouth of whatever it is. They're like, I told you. So it's like it's honestly it's like being the cast member on Star Trek that nobody's ever seen before. And now is in the landing party. You're like, that guy's not coming back anyway. So, uh. That is what a conservative is. Somebody who says, hey, maybe we shouldn't beam down on the planet just yet, at least with me. How about all of you guys in your yellow shirts? You go down, not us in the red shirts. 
So uh, that's a strength of ours. But it is now being uh, made to look like a weakness. And the left styles themselves as progressives because their key strength is also their key weakness, just like ours is. Okay, we need both sides. They just want to forge ahead. We got a new idea. Now, what's crazy when it comes politically, it's not ever a new idea. It's the same communist idea over and over and over again. But they got a new way to sell it. And they're like, hey, this time it's going to work. And you're like, no, it's not. But they are progressives and they want to do everything right now because it's new. It's shiny. And it'll piss off the other side. So let's embrace it. Okay. We need both of those sides. We need the people who are like, let's go. And we need the conservative to say, maybe not so fast, especially on big things like, oh, I don't know. Things that will control you like AI. Now, a tiny, 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 tiny portion of the population is putting these things together. And what you need to understand is that tiny, 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 tiny portion of the population is really, 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 really arrogant. I don't think you can understand or underestimate the arrogance of the gatekeepers in Silicon Valley because nothing is impossible. Look at Elizabeth Holmes. You and I would have been there going, I don't think I'm going to give her 10 bucks. But everybody else is like, anything is possible. (laughs) Silicon Valley, you see how she dresses like Steve Jobs? Let's give her $100 billion. Her voice is so low. Here's my check. Wow, this is going to be great. Okay, that's what, generally speaking, that's why we don't hang out with the Silicon Valley crowd. Well, other than that, they'd also like to see us die. But they also, uh, you know, are not the ones to go, hey, maybe we shouldn't. Give her a hundred million dollars. They're used to doing the impossible and damn common sense because we live in the age of miracles. It's a miracle. I mean, not your Jesus miracle. Those don't exist. This is a miracle of man. Oh, great. So the left doesn't believe in miracles or God, but they do now because miracles are happening with AI. And that's their new God. They're not building man. Man is building a God. And a lot of them would like to sit down and talk to God-like figures. And believe me, someday you will. You'll talk to God. And I don't think you're going to want that conversation, Dr. Frankenstein. But anyway, they think this is a monster that they can control. I'm telling you, you can't. So... This is a very long way to go just to tell you what it is we have to decide right now. We have to decide, does it matter right now? Na, 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 na.